0: Like you've never heard it before, The Laws
2: of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is The Laws of Life on cliffcentral.com. Alongside me today, Lionel makokko Welcome, Lions.
1: To Gary and to to our podcasters and to our wonderful guests today. So today we
2: have three lawyers in studio to answer your questions on family law. I'm one of them, and the other two I'll introduce <laughs> to you in a moment. A- am I regarded as a lawyer? Uh, not nearly, Lyons, not no, quite. Ah. As you, yeah, as you know, for the last two weeks, we've teamed up with Legal Talk South Africa. If you haven't heard of Legal Talk South Africa, it's a web page linked to a Facebook page which has close to 110,000 members, mm. hundreds of whom post legal questions one after the other. And the stream of these questions, lines, as you know, is uh, thick and fast, and by the time you've read one legal question, there are another 10 in its place. Certainly. Yeah. Some of the questions that are posted need a more detailed response, so I've linked up with Ray Green, the founder of Legal Talk South Africa, and we're going to take some of those questions you ask on your Facebook page, and we'll get answers on my show every week, week after week. The first week we dealt with consumer issues and the Consumer Protection Act, and last week we tackled property law issues. If you've missed any of those podcasts, please take a listen. They were really interesting. Um, you sat through them both lines. Certainly, for both. Yep,
1: very wonderful. It was just a fountain of knowledge, and I think the partnership—it's great because we get to really learn about the people's. Uh, Day to day experiences Talking of podcasts Did you know that
2: Cliff Central today Is the biggest podcaster In Africa With millions of podcasts Woohoo! Having been downloaded From the Cliff Central site We are the best We are the biggest yeah. uh, Started by Gareth Cliff And Rena Bromberg. Today we've extracted Some of your questions On family law matters And joining me To discuss them Are two more attorneys Ladies first It's Marisa Kurs, Kurz K-U-R-Z She's from Clark's Attorneys. Afternoon, listeners. Good. And then we also have Ian Alice A-L-L-I-S. You from which firm, Ian?
0: I now have my own firm, Alice Attorneys. Good afternoon to the listeners as well.
2: Good. Uh, you were recommended, uh, Ian, by uh, Ray Green of uh, Legal, Legal Talk South Africa.
0: I have assisted in a couple of matters involving Legal Talk South Africa listen- uh, um, users and subscribers.
2: Excellent Our email address Law at com. Our Facebook page The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg And our Twitter handle Lionel Loves to Give
1: At Hertzlaw H-E-R-T-Z-L-A-W And you can actually touch base with us On our WhatsApp line Which is 79 748 Cool Most of our listeners listen on podcasts They download the
2: show after the show and then they listen in their car when, whenever they like. It's a treasure. and the, the people c- that download are people that really are interested in the subject matter. Certainly. they're not half listeners like guys in the radio that are half listening. These are people that really want to hear answers. That's right. Good. We have uh, a number of questions, so let's fire away. Linda from Pretoria, say, will net What can do as se <inaudible> pa die Moet koop. Mm-hmm. right so what's going on here is that uh, the father of the of the two children who uh, they obviously divorced has ignored the court order which provides that the maintenance must be uh, increased annually, automatically and that he's got to pay five hundred Rand per child for the clothing. It's two years and It's disgusting actually that fathers can treat their kids this way, but who am I to say? Willem, uh, William Mayer gave us some advice advice he says, Gaan hof toe. and still Helen Kennis that befell bevel
3: for ont- for Is it that simple, Marisa? Look at It is and it isn't. The first thing to note is that you don't need to go back to court for an automatic increase. It must be automatically applied and the father ought to pay that automatically. If he does not and he's in default, then yes, you go back to court, you quantify your claim and you ask the court to enforce that for okay, the arrears.
2: So it was a good idea when she got divorced to provide in the divorce order in the in the in the agreement that the maintenance will be increased annually by a certain amount. Absolutely. And
3: that's what divorce lawyers or family lawyers should suggest. Absolutely. The the standard the bog standard is by the CPI increase annually. So from the year post your your um, divorce, then that must increase annually. But another figure percentage can be decided on between the parties because this is obviously in a agreed settlement.
2: This poor lady, Linda, says, hey, me. He's threatening me that if I go to court and get a lawyer, uh, then he's going to get a lawyer. And then uh, he says, hoop, uh, hey, my papier raak is raak. And he goes on and on. Uh, he's threatening her. How dare he? But he does. He uh, he also wants her to quantify the things she buys for the kids with the maintenance money. He says he must. She must split it. He must. She must show him what he spends for, she spends for her or for the kids. What's your answer to all this, Ian?
0: I disagree with that because at the end of the day, Gary, when a person reaches an agreement and that agreement is made in order of court, there's no. Going back on it six months later and say, how is my money being allocated? How do you wish to allocate my money? At the end of the day, then you should have gone ahead and dealt with that mm-hmm. at the outset. There's no coming back. What you can go ahead and say is that you can show that you've complied and that you've provided for X, uh, for X amount mm-hmm. in that. That's a different story. But at the end of the day, once that horse is bolted, you can't say, oh, well, now I want to – I want to know how it's allocated. Otherwise, it's you can,
2: impossible because mm. you're paying you paying rent exactly. for yourself and the kids, and you're buying food for yourself and the kids. You can't split it. It's a stupid thing. He's threatening
3: her with nonsense. Am and I right, Marisa? Correct. Yeah. And I do want to say that obviously during the the negotiation process, that quantification would have happened. If you say, for example, I'm going to get 500 rand for clothes, there was a reason why that figure was decided upon. Yeah. So now to ask for further uh, 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 sort of uh, explanation is just unfair. Mm. As to his threats, I feel firstly that she should let him get a lawyer. That should be great because hopefully he ends up with a a, a specialist family lawyer and can explain to him he's uh, contravening a court order. Mm. But secondly, if he continues and it becomes abusive or harassing, then she can avail herself to the court once again and get a protection order against him.
2: Excellent. And Nien Labaskagny writes on Legal Talk says, She says, Mut I like that one. Don't let him threaten you with, with nonsense. Absolutely. The Absolutely. Question, yeah, the question is, assuming that the father who's undertook to pay an automatic increase and 500 rand a month loses his job or gets demoted, what does he do?
3: At that stage, it is the onus is on the father to go to court and ask for a variation of the order Children's maintenance is a is a fluid thing mm-hmm. You have a court order in place But if there is a material Substantial change in your circumstances Such as losing your job mm-hmm. Then you can go back to the maintenance court But you have that positive duty To do that, you can't just sit back and say Oh well, I can't pay Because there is a court order in place And that must be honoured and respected
0: And at the end of the day, this rears will keep on running Correct. And racking up So it's also the onus is on the, on the person and wanting the reduction to do it and do it quickly, not mm. to sit and waste five, six years and then say, oh, well, I didn't have a job, because then it's, that's not going to fly. And at the end of the day, the
2: court has imposed some pretty stringent penalties on people doing this. Excellent advice. We're moving quickly today because we've got a lot to cover. Yeah, I have yeah. another issue on maintenance. It comes from Kim, K-I-M. <laughs> she says, I have a son of 16. I never married his father. She goes on and on and on. He tried to dispute paternity. Mount she says here that he paid a bit, and then when the boy was five, he stopped paying what? and he's lived in various countries all over and uh, he, he's not paying any more. She asks this question, would he be liable for back payment of this money? And what be, would be the starting point? So let me ask you this question. Does, Marisa, you can take this one. Does maintenance ever prescribe? No. No. So if you haven't paid for your.
3: Not in in, in terms of a court order. There's a difference between uh, 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 an agreement reached between parties just verbally. There is no way to to quantify that. But if you're talking about a maintenance court order, as as Kim says she has, Mm -hmm. then no. It it acts as a court
0: Mm -hmm. order as a judgment. So Mm
2: -hmm. it keeps on running on Mm -hmm. what was agreed to by the court. Okay, the man has left the country, possibly. Mm -hmm. He's living elsewhere. Marisa, you want to take this one. Yes. Can I enforce the maintenance divorce order or the, the court order that was made against him years ago? Is gonna, he living now yeah. He's living in Dubai or he's living in... I'm going to sound
3: like an yes. absolute lawyer now. It, it depends. depends. <laughs> <laughs> so um So it, it does depend on... Which country? And and I am sorry that she hasn't actually said that to us in the in the email. Mm. But let's say, for example, um, he has gone to Australia or Canada, um, to the United Kingdom, New Zealand. A lot of countries we see South Africans go to frequently. There is a, a, a law called the Reciprocal Enforcement of Maintenance Orders Act. It's very long REMO, mm. um, and that says that you can go to court in our country at at a normal cost, a so normal maintenance court in whatever your jurisdiction is, and that maintenance court then sends. Through the issue to the court in the other jurisdiction, and they then run the matter in that jurisdiction to hold him accountable reciprocally with our okay, so country. So let's go
2: slowly. Yes. I live in South Africa.
3: Yes. The husband lives
2: in the UK. Yes. He hasn't paid. I go to the local magistrates court in how South do, Africa. In South Africa, how do they get the process served? Who's paying for that? To get the that state. summons, the state
3: pays it. No that. cost to me. No. Look, you are always entitled to go to the other country at your own cost and go and sue them in it's that too expensive. court, I but want it to is do it, way yeah. expensive. Yeah. The problem is, of course, if the country is not a signatory. But if they are a signatory, you go to your local court. You Mm. say, my husband has moved to the UK or to New Zealand or to uh, Zimbabwe. As though he was in Cape Town. As though he was in Cape Town. Obviously, the process is a lot longer, so you're going to have to be patient. Mm. But you start the process in this court, and it's almost uh, as a part heard matter. It gets heard this day. Mm. Then it goes to the other country gets heard there in their court and they apply the reciprocal order that was granted here in our South African What happens court. if he doesn't Ian? What happens if he doesn't come to court in South Africa?
0: Well basically if uh, if it's in one of those countries where there's the, tre- uh, where there's the reciprocal n- reciprocal enforcement agreement yeah. then basically they will penalize him in accordance with the law. So, Can he they, be arrested? He can in fact be arrested. So it's very rare so but he can be arrested.
2: The court here will issue a warrant of arrest because he hasn't appeared and that warrant gets sent over to the UK if he's living there and he gets arrested there. No, no. no. To to clarify, he
3: he appears in court there.
0: There. Oh, he
2: appears there.
0: Exactly. And that's where they can, that's where the, the, uh, if one could say the, uh, the sentence and the conviction of that country is in actual fact the one that actually stands. So ultimately at the end of the day, if they have a harsher way of dealing with people on default on maintenance, yeah. they're going to he's going to suffer the wrath of the American penal system. But then, system.
2: how do I, as the complainant, get over to
3: the UK? Who's going to? P- you don't. You don't. You go to court here mm. and run the process here, and he runs it there, and he runs it there, okay. and the two courts cooperate okay. in that regard reciprocally, so yeah. that there is not that cost to it. Look, it is a bit of a, a complex procedure, yeah. but. If you do not have funds, you go to the maintenance court. You say, "Listen, this is where he is." Is it one of these uh, uh, countries? They will—they have a list. They will advise you, okay. and they tell you how to do this. That's what the maintenance where offices are there for. Can we find the
2: list for? of which countries are part of the treaty just online? Just okay. you if, just—if you got a website we, for us, maybe i have to double check for you. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna. Move on while you're checking, Marisa. If you can't find it, uh, I, th- I guess we can Google it. Yes, you okay. can. This comes from Rihanna, not the famous Rihanna lines. <laughs> it comes from Rihanna from George. They say, good day, I'm looking for advice, please. There are four children. We are four children. She says, my mother, 72, has been living with us for eight years. My husband and I get the heaviest of all our children financially. The other children have never made any contributions towards their mother. How do I make the others also help with food, petrol and all the rest? It was written in Afrikaans, but we've translated it. So the question is, is there a duty, Ian, on children to support their parents?
0: It's most definite, yes, there is. However, now I'm going to be the lawyer on this one and say <laughs> the circumstances, however, depend because it's got to take a look at the ability of those other children to, in actual fact, support their parents. Mm. So if they're in the parents themselves, it cannot just be the case of that they want to be supported. They have to show a need for that support and that ma- and that maintenance that they basically they're indigent. They'd be bordering on becoming home uh, homeless. They can't just say if they're sitting on a nest egg, I want my children to support me. Mm. Then uh, then that reciprocal. Duty is not quite so clear cut unless of, unless just basically the last. So style.
2: indigent means that you need money to put
3: food on the table. Precisely, you're, yeah. you're impoverished. Yeah, you're impoverished, and not like yeah. Woolworths like. Genuine bread and butter food. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So there's not a caviar. Duty. Yeah, so not we, caviar. <laughs> we
2: can tell Rihanna that all the children, all her siblings, need to contribute. Correct. And,
3: and if they don't, yeah, what happens? she she can also go to her local maintenance court within her jurisdiction mm. and say, listen, I am bearing the brunt of this, but we all are the closest resi- re- relatives, the four of us. Yeah. They are not doing their part, even though they are able to. Yeah. And I need a, a maintenance order against all of them to support. she the do- mm. the, the one daughter. Can bring it against her siblings. Yeah, because it's on behalf of. Yes, on it's behalf on, behalf of, of on behalf of her parents.
0: of her
2: parents. Excellent advice. Terrific. So there's no need for this poor poor woman to contribute or pay towards her mother solely.
3: Not more no. than yeah. what she's able to. Look, of, of course, it is a different circumstance if she was uh, in a much better financial position than her the rest of her siblings. Yeah. But if they're all sort of on the same level, then there's no reason why she needs to bear the brunt of it uh, the other kids must step up and help. Correct, and in
0: fact, the par- the parents themselves can go, uh, can actually also approach the maintenance court. It doesn't be forgotten; yeah. they are ma- they're adults. They can also, if they want to, and it's yeah. a difficult scenario, they
2: can also uh, approach the maintenance court themselves. Mm. Yeah, one parent it's it's cliched by now. One parent can look after one mother can look after ten children, but ten children can't look after one,
0: one. mother. You know,
3: it's a tragedy. Ex- isn't it? So it's tragic. Tragic. Yeah. And I just it's becoming
0: more pre- more prevalent as well.
3: Mm. Mm. Um, I found the the uh, web. Just to go back to the previous question before we move on yep. uh, It's on the Justice website It's justice.gov.za And it's just the DOJ website And you just look under maintenance uh, And it is the Reciprocal Enforcement of Maintenance Orders Act And there's a little list So there's no,
2: if, you're, if your ex-spouse or the father of your children Is living elsewhere in the world You can follow him to the ends of the earth as they say And you should if, yes. if there's a reciprocal If there is. If there's yeah. a treaty. Yeah. Here's a posting from Legal Talk South Africa. It's from a member who's running quite a risk. Let me mm. tell you what he says. He writes, my friend was in a marriage. It's always a friend. But anyway, let's accept it's <laughs> his friend. He was let's married. a hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> my friend was in a marriage in community of property with this girl. Mm-hmm. And this girl started to cheat and all that. And uh, she moved out. They didn't have much... Uh, They didn't have much money or assets at the time, but what he's worried about now is they married in community of property, and no one has instituted a divorce. They've remained separated, could be for ages. His worry is, what happens if one of them gets gets a lot of money lines, or one of them incurs a lot of debt? Well, now hold on a second. Assuming there's no divorce going on, and they just let it slide. And year after year after year, nothing happens. They're still married to one another. What's the answer, Ian? I I guess you're going to have
0: to quote Barney on this one. Sharing is caring. Because (laughs) you will be going ahead and paying out
2: (laughs) half of whatever it
0: is.
3: What's the practical advice, Marisa? Look, practically, he just has to get on with a divorce. In South Africa, we have what's called a no-fault system, so you can be plaintiff or defendant no matter who started the divorce, who met, no matter who cheated. You can go to court and say, I'd like to get divorced, and you can carry on with that divorce process so that you get that in-community of property division done. It is only upon divorce that that um, uh, uh, sort of regime ends, and so it is really important that action is taken.
2: So if you stay separated, you run the risk Absolutely, of his, your your partner incurring a, or your spouse incurring mm. a hell of a lot of debts for which you will be half liable as a as a partner in community of precisely That's
3: this, and it's yeah. the same whether you married in community or with the accrual system, it runs until, until date, of date of divorce then. and issuing the summons mm. doesn't change that it is mm. date of divorce right at the end so you really need to get on with it.
0: There is also one proviso if Correct. I can go ahead and also raise one can bring and this has got to be through the high court. There's no way you can bring it through regional. Court. You can bring an application that, as at a certain date, that the uh, as, uh, that the assets accrued during the course of the marriage, and those and liabilities accrued after a certain date. Um, stops uh, stops occurring to both parties But number one That's actually a very expensive application yeah. And it basically denies uh, It delays the inevitable The mm-hmm. parties need to get divorced Because it, contra- it contradicts our concept Of a clean split divorce Because mm-hmm. it allows the parties Just to continue arguing a- a- ad infinitum And then they think there's no risk well,
2: uh, There's a good. posting by Lyndon Cottrell Which uh, he says what you said Marisa He mm-hmm. says it makes no difference Who starts the divorce Whether you are plaintiff or defendant mm-hmm. It Absolutely. does make no difference. It
3: really doesn't. Yeah. You can uh, but look. The only it's is practical stuff. Practical, so yeah. who goes to court, or um, you know who has to uh, paginate papers, those sort of things. But. Really, at the end of the day, you will both get a chance as plaintiff and as defendant to have your say and put forward your reasons for the breakdown to be able to actually explain your position to the court. So it doesn't matter in divorce matters whether you're the plaintiff or the defendant. You can say in there she cheated on me. She was the bad person. She wants a divorce. And so I'm asking for it. You don't have to say, I want a divorce, because I understand certain people have uh, religious or, or, or moral sort of objection to asking for it. But mm. you can start the process and say, they have asked for it, but they're not doing anything. I would like to carry on with it. Here's a question from
2: Zelda. She lives uh, in Qatar. She says the following She posts in Afrikaans, Equal 8vent, who long. Can I do my own divorce, she says, and how long will it take? And then, hold on, Bernadette says, I need a divorce. Does this group have any files or papers or anything? I'm married in community of property. I don't know what to do. And Anin Labiskagny replies, Bernadette, if the divorce is uncontested, you can do it yourself at the regional court. That may
0: be a good idea. Who wants to take this one? I'll, t- I'll take this first. I'll I just first this
3: want this. to say the question of how long will it take? It well, depends. how long is a piece of string? <laughs> well, technically that could still be measured. <laughs> I love these yeah. answers. Well,
0: <laughs> the, the thing is one's got to look at a practical thing. Number mm. one, if you, go, if you need surgery, don't go off to uh, – you don't try and do it yourself. But at the end of the day, it's got to be a practical aspect. Not everybody can afford an attorney. So mm. – with the regional courts, they do have people who can assist in their, section, in their sections. You can give people the pre, uh, prefabricated summons and ask them basically fill in the missing blanks: Correct. the names, the parties, how much you're looking at, where you stay is, you can do it that way and often they'll go ahead and assist you through the process that you must take it to the sheriff and they will, and they will serve it on the, uh, on the person and then you, once they've served it, you can get a court, da- uh, you can get a court date. Preferably as an attorney, if you actually are dealing with it, it is preferable to go through the high court because the processes are a little bit different. But it, at the end of the day, the biggest th- factor is what is involved in that divorce. It comes all down to complexity and details. Yeah. What assets have you got? What yeah. are there any re- investments? Are there children? And these are factors that make it very difficult to just do it simply mm-hmm. your, uh, yourself because you might need family advocate reports, you might have to hand in other documentation relating to the children if there's been any complaints of abuse that have taken place so Yes, you can do it, but you do pre- you must proceed with extreme caution, and there are other groups which marisa can go ahead and mm. elaborate more fully upon which can also assist people yeah let's and just talk
2: about the regional court the regional court mm. that we talk about is at the magistrate's correct. court. correct okay. so you don't go further than your magistrate's no. court if yeah. your divorce is simple if there's no kids and there's no maintenance and there's no visitation rights and all the rest you can hop along to the regional yeah. court they'll fill out
3: forms for you it costs you just about nothing and yeah. uh you yeah, can they get divorced. Are, correct. There yeah. they are, they are prefabricated forms. Um, and I think that, you know, attorneys, we, we go to the High Court because there's a particular process there. Um, and also, I just do want to make a point that there is a bit of a... The, the regional court can deal with divorce matters But they can't deal with guardianship issues When it comes to children mm-hmm. So if you want to get divorced and move to England At the same time Then you have to go to high court So there is a bit of a, um, a disjoint As to what the regional court can and can't deal with But again, if it's a simple issue There's a division of a joint estate It isn't a big, you know There's a house and two cars and a policy That sort of stuff There is no reason why a person can't go to regional court and avail themselves of those processes if that is all they have available to them. Of course, we as lawyers would like you to have the money to come and let us help you and and work towards a, a best settlement and be able to to process that for you. But if you don't have those sort of funds available, that's what the regional court is there now, for. Is it, there's
2: something I want to talk to you about. It's quite a serious issue there are mm-hmm. divorce lawyers and divorce lawyers. Oh, some yes. divorce lawyers <laughs> have got a bit of emotion yes. and some are tough. Yeah. We call them boom, boom, bang, bang, uh, divorce lawyers, yes. they fire out and they want to get to mm. court and they want to sue and they mm. want to take everything they can get and mm. so on. What is your view on that?
3: One? Look, for me, uh, family law really isn't the same as practicing any other kind of law. You cannot deal with it in the same manner. You have to understand that when you're done with the matter, let's say you litigate it to the full extent year and a half, two years later, you've ruined this family, but they still have kids and they still have to end up being parents, being able to communicate with one another. And so I believe it's not just a, a, a part of it, it's an obligation that you take on as a family lawyer that you end up having to understand that you have to leave a family whole mm-hmm. As whole as you can And you need to work collaboratively with your opponent Not against them You don't take points You don't make issues where there isn't You don't create drama and write me letters on Friday afternoons at 4 o'clock, you just don't do that in family law. It's a different way of practicing, which doesn't make it wrong. Mm. And we've actually established, um, with a whole bunch of other lawyers, the Gauteng Family Law Forum, um, which you can contact me about. And it's a voluntary association of lawyers, family lawyers, so attorneys and advocates. Uh, who are like-minded and would like to see the betterment in in practice, both in terms of our um, you know opponents and how mm. we deal with colleagues, as well as we address issues within the courts to make it better for individual people. For are well, you attracting the boom boom bang bang divorce lawyers? To we that? really t- we they do need to go there. I think. <laughs> we, we we try to we try to incorporate everybody because it is just um, getting the word out there, and it isn't. Look, don't get me wrong. I love litigation, and I love being a tough lawyer. Doesn't, however, mean ruining a family. Mm. So I'm not saying that we need to sort of kumbaya the whole thing up. Mm. I'm just saying there's a different approach to an association
2: a of Gauteng Family Lawyer Forum, yes. something like that. You can contact Marisa, Marisa at uh, uh, Clark's Attorneys okay. in Santon. There's a divorce attorney who said to his client, We're going to sue your husband till your money runs out. Sure.
1: Unfortunately there's too many people Who actually do implement that line of thought Just to add to what she's saying I think she's acting more of a mediator As opposed to just basically becoming Funnily enough
3: I'm not a mediator at all I've been trained but I wouldn't do mediation I I don't, I'm a litigator So I say this even through The court process It is the way you handle things For example your, your documents are due I'm not going to hop up and down because it's one day late Commercial lawyers might uh, because it gives strategic yeah, advantage, etc. Oh, okay, okay yeah.
2: let's move on to something that I found very interesting. I didn't know about it, mm. uh, and I learned it on the Legal Talk Essay Facebook page. There's a lot you can learn there mm. and stuff you've got to be careful of because a lot of people put rep- answers up that are not always accurate. Oh, yeah. True. But here's one Can you please give me the Home Affairs SMS number to check marital status? I didn't know you could do that. Oh, um, you get it. Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I have intimate knowledge of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you want to check whether the guy you've just met or the woman you've just met is married or not, you can you can SMS.
3: Yeah, and it's available on the Department of Home Affairs website. What do you give an ID number or something? Yeah, so there's a there's a a, 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 a number. I'm not too sure
2: what the number is. I've got is. I've
3: got the number here of
2: uh, their site. Three hmm. two.
3: Double five one. It says type M space ID number and send. Correct. So you can also check other um, aspects. So on the Department of Home Affairs website, there's actually a whole list of sort of um, practical things you can check wi- uh, via SMS messages. Yeah. Um, and it is it is really helpful. I mean,
2: if you meet a, a guy in a bar. If you're a young female <laughs> and he says, no, I'm divorced. I've been <laughs> divorced for years. Check him out. Ask him for his ID number. <laughs> there you go. I took a found that really Ituma weird. Ituma said yeah. she got it. She got it yeah. off uh, the, yes. the website, yes, so it yes, works. Yes, yes. Yeah. Cool. Let's take this one I found really, really interesting. I couldn't resist raising this one. It says, I live in a complex... My neighbor's boyfriend just peed on my car in front of my own eyes. Oh, my word. It's a neighbor's boyfriend.
0: <laughs> boyfriend's child.
2: My neighbor's boyfriend's child. Excuse <laughs> My neighbor's boyfriend's child just peed on my car in front of my very own eyes. Um, wow. There were a million responses to this. People were going crazy on this one. Yeah. It sounds really petty, uh, she says, but I work hard every month to afford my car. Mm. And the body corporate apparently can't issue fines or warnings, she says. And uh, they won't do anything about it. She asks, is there anything I can do legally uh, like lay a charge at a police station? (laughs) So, uh, guys, what's the answer? Ian, you want to take this one? I'll take this one. (laughs)
0: Please do. Um, Okay, when it comes to laying a charge, number one, if you've got her boyfriend's seventeen year old child is do, is peeing against the car yes you can or malicious damage to property whether they'll prosecute it or not is't always debatable but if the child let's be realistic it sounds more like this will be a smaller kid maybe four or five no you cannot probably the best thing will be a strongly worded a strongly worded letter to the neighbor and a bull from and, and sending them a copy of the bull from the from the car wash center rather than any one anything
2: of else. one of the members of legal talk south africa's boy- Bossy Bossman. It's always Bossy Bossman or Blacky Swat. It's Bossy Bossman. He says, how about a good little hiding? That should solve the problem. (laughs) No, that you can't because that you will get charged (laughs) with assault. No, no. (laughs) Okay, so at the moment, I think hitting your own child uh, is uncertain the law at the moment. And I know the Human Rights Commission Mm. Is uh, and international organisations are calling on our government to stop parents from hitting their children. Mm. I think at the moment you can, but you, you must be careful because you could be charged with assault. So I I've think there's that, a big difference yeah. Yeah. between hitting yeah. and, and, and hiding. So yeah. it's just I think not way, hit your I know that th- in in certain countries there's an outright ban on on smacking your child. Countries like Denmark, Germany, yeah. Spain, you can't you can't touch your yeah. own child. Mm. And I mean, being a father of a of a six-year-old, sometimes I want to give him a good clap, but you can't. <laughs> i get someone Please else don't. to do it. <laughs> um, it's, it's a strange story. My little boy, we were invited over to someone's house. My little boy, it was a brand-new house. It was a housewarming, mm. and my little boy smashed their window by mistake. <gasps> and it just, they just moved in. The, uh, they were insured, fortunately. Mm. A child under 10, and, Ian, and, and Marisa, you both know this, does not have the capacity to know the difference between right and wrong. Mm. Mm-hmm. So any child under 10 cannot be charged criminally. Well, legally
3: we say they don't know the difference.
0: Between it them. actually goes even it says yeah. even past, uh, past that, depending on the child's maturity. Mm. It again actually extend all the way to 14. Mm. Mm.
3: If you allow your kid,
2: however, to run around a supermarket and. Un- kind of unattended Supervised. and unwatched and he breaks something and he's doing it in front of you you could be liable even if he's under 10 so you'll be to, the one liable you'll be liable certain. as the father if you let him loose of your mm. ward yeah you got to know.
0: It's the same thing if your pet goes ahead and actually bites somebody. You, oh. You're responsible for your child. You're responsible for your animals.
3: Well, except if you had to beware of the dog sign-up.
0: Mm, then, even that's a bit debatable. Then, yeah, well, <laughs> it depends. Well, it, always, it depends. depends. Uh,
3: but I'd look, to just get back to her question about no. the car, well. um, she doesn't quite go into the severity of how this feud is going. Mm. And... People do, it is, it's quite a new act, but you do have access to the Protection Against Harassment uh, Act. Um And you can get an interim court order, so if there's some sort of feud going on that the 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 neighbor or the neighbor's boyfriend is 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 actually um you know, harassing the child her, up or putting, putting the child up to, up to doing it. it and it's a constant thing it 's not a you know it's not a once off sort of uh, event she does have that access she can go again to her lo- local uh her magistrate's court and ask about a protection order but it then it must be sort of a severe harassment every every week this is happening and and it's a constant sort of barragement. And, of and
0: there must also be a risk to it that the person yeah. is suffering some some form of harm. And fortunately, yeah. at the end of the day, something as nebulous as pain is not going to go ahead and yeah. really cause them any any significant harm. Or harm. So these, mm. this act must
2: be used with a bit of caution. And Correct. that's where, because it can become open to, to a great deal of abuse as well. Yeah, and it does. The it does. harm that you talk about is being defined in the act, in mm. the very act. And it means any mental, psychological, mm. physical or ecological. Economic harm, any of those. Yeah, which and that's we mentioned what mentioned last week she, as well, Lance. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't
3: quite give us the extent of it. And if this is just the the, the straw that broke the camel's back, that's one thing. If it's an isolated incident, then. Soap and water.
0: And it's also the case of having to look at what uh, who the child actually Correct. is. Uh, at the end of the day, if they're putting their teenage child up to doing it, as opposed to a four-year-old who just goes and pee, mm. and, uh, and urinates on the car, it's really that much. And that child can't really say whether he is or isn't being put up to it, because you mm. can't put them in the box.
2: Itouma Leng wants to know, and it's not the only person who's ever asked this question. I've been asked this by people. Mm. Can is it possible to be divorced in secret? No, Why do people think it's sure. possible? Look, it no, isn't no. possible.
3: The same way as you have to be at your own... Marriage ceremony, you have to actually be there. Or a joint um, funeral, um, funeral, yeah. yeah you have to be there. Those are, <laughs> those are set events. Um, there's no way to divorce someone uh, in secret because the summons itself, unlike in other matters, it has to personally be served, unless you have the leave of the court, obviously, but we're not going to get basic things, cool. is that you have to be served personally with that divorce summons. Yeah. And so you would have to know that there is something going on. It isn't something that you can do on the slide. You know what happens, I think
2: to. often people get served with the summons mm-hmm. and they ignore that like they ignore a normal civil summons. Correct. Unbeknown to them, the next step would be the, for the person to get a divorce. That's why they say yeah. it's their secret. When you get a divorce summons and you neglect it, you're going to get a divorce yeah. against you. You're going to get yeah. def- uh, almost default, a judgment. default
3: judgment, so yeah. to speak. You're going to get an unopposed divorce against you because right. you didn't take the necessary steps to enter into either a negotiation or to oppose it. But, there ought not to be any way for a divorce to be secret. Yeah. Um, I do know, obviously, there, there are back channels, but no, there, there should not be. Cool.
2: Here's something
3: on parenting. If I can, yeah. just, if Sorry, I can, I can just interject yeah, oh, sure. on
0: one aspect, because mm. ultimately, at the end of the day, and this leads off from, uh, from what was uh, from what was said, from what Marie said, and that is if, you, if that summons is not actually being served on the person mm. – there is also an element of fraud that can be attached, uh, mm-hmm. attached, and that in itself will go ahead and, uh, and can contribute to a different, uh, to mm. a completely different result as mm. well. Ooh. So the fact is, if you're hiring your brother, uh, if you're hiring, uh, if a woman wants to get divorced, and she's hiring her brother to pitch up and say mm. she's her husband. Well, then that's fraud, and that's going mm. to have a repercussion to yeah, it. Yeah,
3: serious repercussions. Sure. Yeah.
2: Okay. Here's something on parenting plans mm-hmm. that we always want to talk about. It comes from Bernie. He says, my partner and I split up a few months ago. We have a son together, 14 months old. I've made three attempts to set up a parenting plan. Mm-hmm. I've made three attempts. Uh, so he says, first time he told me I can go to court alone. Second, he told me we can do everything my way. or I, We can do everything my way. He'll just sign whatever. And the mm-hmm. third time, I sent him an email to get info from him so that my lawyer can set it up. But it's almost two weeks later and still no re- reply. And then Anin Labiskachny says, rather book a visit, she writes to him, with the family advocate at the Children's Court and set up the parenting plan. So the question to you, family law attorneys, is can I go to the family
3: advocate or should I go to a lawyer or what's my best bet? My view is um, if you have funds available you can go to, for example, the Family Life Center or a social worker uh, to assist with the drafting of a parenting plan simply because they understand the best interests of the children and really a parenting plan deals with kids. Uh, I think that after that process, a lawyer should check it for the wording Uh, And make sure that it tightens those little sort of nuts and bolts that that lawyers do And make sure it's, it's okay And then a court can process that If you don't have funds available You are entitled, the family advocate is there to assist with mediation free of charge And so you go to the family advocate within your area Joburg, Pretoria, Durban wherever um, and they will then start mediation with that person and get them in there and and try and negotiate a a parenting plan so again there are many ways to sort of go about it but you know uh, Personally, I feel the best way to go about it is if it's simple and it's agreed upon. But this is not that instance. If it's simple and agreed upon, a lawyer can draft it. But if it's more complex and there's no agreement, then perhaps a bit of mediation by a suitably mental health, you know, sort of mentally qualified person that can be a social worker, a clinical psychologist. Um, they can then assist those parties to try and reach an agreement. Yeah, and you want to comment yeah, on yeah, this? I've yeah, I've
0: got a slightly different view, not entirely, but that's why it's a debate, especially on this, because the law is actually at the moment moment and a little bit of mm. of debate on this first of all mediation uh mediation, albeit they could be unsuccessful, must first be sought from mm. from from, from, what it, from what it's looked at. But that's where it becomes the, the aspect with attorneys first. Unfortunately, with the family advocate, and yes, because you've got to deal with the fact of funds and, and financial means. The problem is, at the moment, they are so backlogged in most of their jurisdictions that you could be waiting anything from eight months to a year and a half, sometimes even two years, for them to come up with any type of parenting plan recommendation. Mm. And mm-hmm. people still Dispute whether or not it's correct because they feel it's a copy and paste job. So, obviously, if you have got the means, it would it is preferable to go to a person Absolutely. who is in pro, in private practice in that type of way. And obviously, before you end up doing that, you'd probably end up having to go to an attorney because to be able to gain access from one route, it's basically it's a starting mm. block to be able to help because it is legally related. So ultimately, uh, the point would actually be is that the, the the importance of lawyers and especially when it comes to helping with other, and this is depends totally on the attorney themselves how their own moral code and ethical code as marisa was actually mm. saying is we will try and actually get this process moving moving hmm. quicker and get the thing resol- resolved. Put some pressure also and positive pressure on the parties to be reasonable yeah. with one another because this is a long-term plan, not something short-term. Uh, short-term. So I think the, uh, the involvement of an attorney is actually pivotal in certain of these. Obviously, if you don't have the means, look at, yeah. pl- look at the, the supporting associations
2: yeah. as well as perhaps getting advice from legal aid. Are the supporting associations charging the people? Look, I don't want to people, talk for them. We're talking about people that um, can't afford an yes, attorney. Yes, Obviously, yeah. if you can afford an attorney, you go, you go to one. Turn turn. Mm-hmm. Yes. You go to a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. You come to us mm-hmm. and we'll help um, you. That's what our job is. You go to a doctor when you're sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you don't have the money, yeah. you've got to find an alternative. And Fem- that's the issue. Here.
0: Like FAMSA, I know, is yeah. uh, they charge, but they charge very, very nominally. Like what?
3: Like, oh, I, look, I think last time I spoke to uh, Family Life Center, mm. they sort of said, look, It's case dependent, so they they Mm -hmm. talk to the parties and they do a means test. So it isn't necessarily... So if you fall under pro bono, they might assist you pro bono. Mm. But if you earn not a a lot, but you earn more than that, they might uh, uh, sort of uh, adjust their fees. I am not 100%... What's it called? FAMSA? Family Life Center.
2: Which is uh, uh,
3: uh, is the the same. Okay, guys, there's
2: there's one issue I've got to correct here. Absolutely. There's a woman called Jacqueline who replied to Bernie. She said... And let me finish this until we comment. She says, as far as I know, if there's no existing parenting plan, you have no obligation to let him see the child. And then Ray Green, the founder of the site, says, and well done, Ray. Mm. He says, wrong advice. And she was giving wrong advice, Absolutely. and this is the scare of people who think they know the law and don't
3: yeah. you cannot or you answer that Marisa. yeah look Marisa. Um, yeah so yeah. when you when you have a child with someone, whether you have a plan in place or not, the law prevails, and whether you're married or unmarried. If the father has ha, has those rights, um, and I mean, I don't know in this particular instance it seems mm-hmm. that way, then he has a right to see his kid. Mm-hmm. Whether there's an agreement to place or not, of course, practically, mm-hmm. there's a bit more of a leeway onto how, time and yeah. how, etc. But certainly not having an agreement in place, it doesn't change that he's allowed to see his child mm-hmm. have, and in fact, the, the law doesn't just say he's allowed to, but it says that um, the the other parent must encourage and facilitate. The law actually says that. Mm. So it isn't just that you must facilitate it and make the child available, so to speak, but you must be, oh, excited, awesome. you're going to see daddy. That's great. Let's Absolutely. go. It's really yeah. great. Because parents are supposed to co-parent. They are supposed to work together for the betterment of their child's future in a normal environment. I'm not talking about, obviously, the the, 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 the difficult situations, but in a normal environment, whether you like that person or not, it doesn't matter. And if, 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 a, if a,
2: a father or mother does not pay maintenance, also doesn't mean you can withhold the, the, the visitation Absolutely. rights. Absolutely. You yeah. can't. You can't. I, I, it's one, that, it's, I mean, it's all yeah. trite and cliché. Mm. It's what's in the best interest of the child. That's exactly. what it's about. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And so, look, I mean, if the father has the means, then obviously you as the other parent, you have the, the obligation to go to maintenance court and enforce your child's right. To, to get maintenance So so then you must positively You must go and do that You want to say I'm going to withhold the child from him mm-hmm. That's not the way that, that, that it works Because that's not what is best for, for that child um, So I think it is important to understand At any stage Whatever you're doing It's child first it's, It really is Absolutely. Well, this, this yeah.
0: advice if I can say is actually terrible advice unfortunately mm-hmm. a lot of people actually give it yes. and it's almost bordering now on the unlo- on, on mm-hmm. lawful because there's yeah. been a lot of debates on how mm-hmm. this on how the children's mm-hmm. act can be amended to actually penalize people yep. in fact there's already provisions yeah. that look, allow I mean, for yeah. it and,
3: and, the, and, and I, I feel look we can get into the technicalities, but I feel there is already provision in the act, that it says it is a parenting agreement, agreement. in oh, place. Easy. And so, you know, if you then withhold a child, it's a criminal offense. It's and so it needs to be sort of further than that, that. but then it becomes difficult to understand
2: Jacqueline, be careful, my darling. You gave yes. wrong advice and you could land yeah. the person in jail and mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, I do so just, just go, go start off there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I
3: do want to say, though, that if yeah. a parent will not agree to a parenting plan, you are not without option. If yeah. a, Obviously, you can go to a lawyer, but if you don't have funds, again, local magistrate's yes, court, go to your children's court, and they can make an order that actually helps as a parenting plan. It's it's a court order. Okay, we've
2: got two minutes left. I mm. just want to tackle something that's very contentious, and
3: it's been asked all over. Pension monies yes. on divorce, mm. who gets what? They're in, so it depends on how you're married. Yep. Yes. If you're married in community of property... They are part of the joint estate.
2: Same (laughs) as accruals.
3: Correct. So except, of course, if they are specifically excluded in your anti-nuptial contract, then they are excluded. Yeah. So
2: that's what we've got to make provision for, all Mm -hmm. those things in the anti-nuptial
3: contract. And that's why anti-nuptial contracts have to be drafted carefully by an expert who knows what they're doing because these cookie-cutter, cut-and-paste things, mm-hmm. it doesn't Do you help. remember
2: we did a show together about yeah. two years ago? We yeah. had a couple in studio that were getting married, mm. and we told them, just make sure your anti nuptial contract. Sure. <laughs> I hope they yep. got a good one. I do hope yeah. so
3: because it is, it is probably in divorce matters 90% of the litigation sure. we see. You have to be clear on your intention. So it's in. It's it's the easy answer.
0: And also just to clarify in the divorce order, it must be now clarified even further because Mm. in terms of the new, in terms of the provisions of the Pensions and Providence Fund Act, Mm. the uh, the pension companies are insistent upon certain clauses Mm. being included, otherwise they don't pay out. Mm. It's been a
2: great show, Lionel.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, it has been great. But okay. just to uh, actually yeah. end at uh, the legal at uh, the Vids Legal Clinic, they do offer pro bono uh, yes. uh yes. service, uh, legal services, as well as Unisa, yes. and uh, also at uh, the Law Society, actually has got a. a pro uh, department yes. that actually caters for people who cannot actually afford as, law well, as, well, as well as probono.org. yes yeah. pro uh, uh, law society uh, uh, we always mention
2: this but again mm-hmm. law society offers a free consultation scheme with an attorney yes. Yes. certainly you just check up with them which attorneys are part of the scheme and you go yes. to the attorney he gives you a free consultation mm-hmm. I think 99% of attorneys would do that And come certainly. to me I'll yes. give you a free consultation and also there's, yeah.
3: a, there's a lot of us that, that sit at the court, court. Uh, right. and do pro bono help desks oh, yes. as well yeah. at, mm-hmm. at a domestic violence court at mm-hmm. maintenance court Court, and uh, the Harcourt Harcourt. As well. Thank you, guys. Um, and so, in, you know, the, then you get us, our, our no,
1: that, that is great. Thank well, you.
2: Lionel Makoko thank you for being here. It's I'm Gary pleasure. Hertzberg. I'd like to thank uh, Ian Ellis thank and de Kers. both of you. Um we've given your websites. Yeah. Well I suppose Clark Attorneys. Clark's Attorney's Attorneys. And
0: my email uh, and my emails Ian Okay, A L L I S. Yes.
2: Many thanks. A great show. Thank you to okay. Legal Talk. I'm sure your members have learnt a lot today. We'll be back. We're gonna run this again in, in the future. Goodbye Thank to us. all. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The laws of life with Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. CliffCentral.com.